Hello, Open Lines Radio family. Thank you so much for tuning in today to this very special Encore presentation of The Sainted Path. Um, I'm going to make it quick because my neighbors are building a house and they are not taking a Memorial Day weekend off. It's Saturday morning and they are banging hammers. So let's just get right to it. All right. This is a special episode of The Sainted Path with Soraya the Great. Um, Soraya was actually the very first person to call in to Open Lines Radio way back, I don't know what year was it, 2017 maybe, when we uh, were taking calls. We're trying to anyway, we're trying to do it live. Uh, it's been through a lot of iterations. So you can go back and listen to them all. You can go back and listen to the first episode all the way through to today. The easiest way is on SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud, search for Open Lines Radio, and look at our follow us, subscribe, or whatever it is on that app, and so you can get future ones. And then also go back and listen to all the previous podcasts and all the, the brilliant voices that have graced our ears through this platform. Um, it's pretty cool to go back and see all the people who have participated through the years. And it's really easy to do. You can look at our playlist. You can listen to um, all of your favorite podcasts, or you can do it randomly, however you want. I, I recommend whatever you like to do, do it. So uh, let's just jump into this. I will say that before I do real quick that we are going to be back with the original content soon, especially like I thank you for whole, for hanging out with us and listening to some of these old podcasts while um, it's been busy. And also thank you, Tessa, for continuing to put out new content while I've been busy doing other things. So um, there's also a new Absurdist Astrology coming out. Listen to that right after this. All right, um, let's just jump into it. The Sainted Path. Greetings and salutations, my dudes. It's me, your pal, Sudai the Grape. We're here yet again, listening to the same path on Open Lines Radio. What up, pals? What have you been up to? Where has life taken you? What stories have you been telling yourselves? Today's episode is brought to you by the letter K. That was uh, Kississippi with Cut Your Teeth, which is super cool, super cute, sweet little band out of Philadelphia. Check them out. Kississippi, spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. Theme of the day is kindness. I, uh, I think a lot about this. Like, I actively think so much about this. It's a little bit silly. Uh, and like anything else in life, if you give something so much focus and attention you pour all of your energy into it it doesn't matter what it is that's a lot to channel in one direction oh damn i should have fit some one direction on the bill tonight all right filing that one away for later anyway i've been thinking about um how kind i am not toward myself and as ever, it does not feel great to sit down and think about yourself. It just seems like a lot of energy poured in the wrong direction. Maybe I'm alone in that. I don't think so. I think that there's something, I don't know, there's a voice that goes, this is kind of selfish. And it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You can tear yourself down or build yourself up and it's still like, ugh. This is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot of me. But. If you don't think about you and you don't do the best by you that you can do then how can you be well or do good for anyone else how can you be kind to anyone else if you're not kind to yourself so I caught myself a couple times this week I'm getting better and better at it I used to be really bad at this I'm still if we're being honest here if I'm being you know well let me not beat myself up see see how natural it is how quick I am to go well well, I uh, am getting better and better at recognizing when I have done something unkind, no matter how small it is. It's hard to take accountability for these things, but my friends, accountability is the name of the game. 
So this week, I've been thinking about specifically ahimsa, which is uh, Hindu and I think also Buddhist and Jain practice of nonviolence. I've been thinking about how nonviolence and kindness go together. I've been thinking about how I'm not practicing nonviolence toward myself. That's a weird concept. And it's been tripping me up a little. So I had coffee with someone this week. And having coffee with this person was a story worth telling, apparently. It was a, it was a thing, you know? <laughs> and I allowed it to be a thing. I talked about it. We filled time with it. It was a thing, a small thing, a passing thing. But a thing. And um, do y'all remember when I got stood up for Pokemon? Because that also was a thing. It wasn't just, okay, I'm going to go out with a friend and we're going to have some coffee. It was going to go out with these people who I don't like. (laughs) And we're going to be really nice to each other. But what the fuck is that about? It seems really silly when you tell the story like that. But here I am, living in the midst of it all, trying my best. And uh, I'm tired of being tired. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Probably say it again and again and again. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being angry. This shit is corrosive. Do you realize that if you don't express something, it sits and it festers? And that energy just doesn't dissipate. It doesn't, you can't destroy it. It's there. And it does shitty things to you. And I'm tired of feeling shitty. So what do you do? You make an effort, right? Here I am making this effort to be kind um, to people who... You could just some people, some people just seem like they need a little extra kindness, okay? And I don't mean to sound sanctimonious or self righteous, and I don't mean to be preachy, and I don't mean to pretend like I was doing the right thing or being a good Samaritan. It just seemed to me like I could pass a couple hours with someone new and maybe have an interesting conversation say a few kind words and go about my business, go about my day, go about my life. I have the time to spare. And it just seems like a pretty okay way to spend it. This is how I learn things. This is how I, the thing is, it's not like, here are these miserable sad sacks. I'm going to fix them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to make them better. It's more like, Here are these people who are clearly suffering, and fuck, but do I know what that looks like? I recognize that. Holy shit, that's me. Sometimes it really helps to just sit with someone and go, yeah, same. I know what's up with that. That is pretty bullshit. But there's a silver lining. A lot of the time, silver linings um, make me want to punch myself in the face because I can, oh, I'm projecting for sure. I, I feel as though if I try and be optimistic and if I try and highlight something positive when someone is clearly expressing annoyance or anger or some form of negativity, it just seems like you're not listening. Like you are belittling how they feel. You're sort of invalidating it. You're undercutting it. And going, yeah, 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 but. And it's not like that. It shouldn't be like that. It is like that. It do be like that sometimes, but it shouldn't be. And here's how you solve for that one, right? Here's what I've learned. Here's where I'm at this week. You stop and you pay attention. You really, 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 really pay attention. I got coffee with someone this week. And I sat him down and I said, What's up with you? And maybe this direct approach is not for everyone. But I tell you what, I 
I'm just too old for some of this shit. And I don't have the time to sit there and to... I just... Whatever. Like, why do I gotta be like that? What's up? Like, what's up with you? Let's just cut to it. What's up with you? And I listened to this person tell me what was up with them. And I recognized... Yet again. Yep. <laughs> I did that. I've been there. I was on that bullshit wavelength for a minute. Or at least, you know, I've seen it. I recognize it. I've been close enough to it. I, I know what's up with this. Maybe it's selfish. And maybe it's only, you know, being kind to myself to sit there and to go, yeah. Yeah, that does suck. I, uh-huh. I feel that. Yeah, I can relate to that. Maybe I'm just patting myself on the back, but I don't know. I mean, if it does make me feel better, then I feel better, and then I can go out into the world and be a little bit better. It's all kind of self-sustaining in my mind. At this juncture, on this point, in this sainted path. God, but let's take a sidebar and talk about this sainted path and talk about ahimsa talk about being kind to yourself and how those things are really fucking difficult (laughs) as ever let's take a moment to just go yeah this shit sucks sometimes it's important you know I, I maybe I sound like a broken record but this year has been a doozy I have woken up most days this year (laughs) and I I have tried to I can't always say I tried to pay attention and I definitely can't tell you that I've always tried to figure it out there were definitely there were days there were lots of days there were weeks maybe a month or two all told but what I learned the hard way is that uh, I had run full tilt in the direction of, okay, let me be nice. Let me be kind. Let me be compassionate. Let me try. Let me give and give and give and give and love as much as I possibly can. And I I had left not a damn thing for myself. And inevitably, every single time that that came back to bite me, I beat myself up about it. Not in, you don't, you never do these things consciously. You don't, maybe you do. Please stop. Please take a second and take a breath and recognize that you don't have to do that shit. It's really interesting to pray. I say that a lot. I'm just super involved, I guess, in my, (laughs) in my interesting tangents. I think that these things are interesting. I think that faith is interesting. I think that religion is fascinating. I think that as a person who is religious. And uh, I had a weird situation where someone very, very close to me straight up went, wait, I think perhaps we have different definitions of what it means to be religious. I don't think of you as a religious person. That was weird, considering I've spent most of my life actively participating and thinking and remembering and praying and focusing and channeling all of these thoughts and ideas about a single point of focus in the universe, my idea of God, and more specifically, have been trying to relate myself to my idea of God as a Muslim, practicing in the traditions and the customs and the behaviors of a group of people who decided at some point that this was a pretty good way to get up every day and try and live. That's my idea of my religiosity. That's my understanding of how I've been getting up every day and how I've been living my life. And I didn't recognize how great I was at compartmentalizing and how great I was at wearing different masks in different situations, different facets of myself to fit into different places in my life. 
And that's pretty violent, if you think about it. To cut yourself up and to box yourself in and to sand away edges. I mean, I guess some people get better at doing that without doing themselves harm. I did not realize I had been doing myself all that harm. I did not realize that that was what was up. There was a specific moment where it was pointed out to me. And this, my friends, my pals, my dudes, is the best example I can possibly give you of all of us not being island nations. We're all here. We are all doing this. We are in it together. I found myself in a hospital for a minute. It wasn't great. Things weren't looking good. I was having a hard time existing. And I was really, really, really lucky to have one of my favorite people there. Someone that I trust and love and respect and someone that I can rely on. I know this now to be true. When your girl was down, <laughs> her friend Fat D was there. And there's a point in my life where I literally did not have the will or the energy or the physical capacity to live in this stupid fucked up world that I love so much. And I was really frustrated about it. And I was, I was having a moment and I would not let myself have this moment. Just would not fucking do it because nobody wants to see you cry and nobody wants to hear you whine. And it's fine. Like I'm sure, like I'm right here. It's fine. It's going to be fine. I don't need to cry about it. It's not going to make it any better. It's fine. And uh, my very good friend looked me dead in the eyes and went, hey, uh, actually, it is not fine. And what you are doing right here, right now, is not fine. You are not fine. You are try Your body is physically trying to cry to release some of this tension, and you will not let it. You are not fine. What are you doing? Oh, my pals, my dudes, I don't know what I'm doing. Do any of us know what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, some of us definitely do, but we're not going to talk about those guys. Those guys are fine. They're great. They're good. Hopefully they can help the rest of us figure it out. Here's what I figured out since that moment. Kindness toward yourself. Nonviolence toward yourself. Go hand in hand. Stopping myself is pretty violent. Shutting myself up, telling myself, nope, whoa, stop, false, pause. That is not a thing to bring up today. You do not have the mental capacity to defend yourself in that. That is not the thing to say. You are going to need to do a lot of backing up about that. Whose voice is that? That's mine. It's the only one in here. It is loud and it is obnoxious and I... It's mine. There it is again. Accountability. You have to recognize like, oh, I'm telling myself not to do this, not to think this, not to speak on these points. Where does that come from? It comes from, for me in this particular instance, it comes from Miscommunication with the world around you, which is a, an act of violence. When you stop communicating, when you stop understanding what's going on around you, and when you are acting from your sole point of focus and you are not taking the full picture into account as best you can, someone usually ends up getting the brunt end of that shit. So here's a snapshot of my version of reality. As someone who calls themselves a Muslim, that comes with a level of responsibility. I am now a voice piece 
for this ummah, for this faith, for this group of people, when I identify myself to others as a Muslim, that comes with baggage. That comes with other people's ideas of what that means. When you live in a world where people aren't communicating or they're being intentionally miscommunicated to, when they're being lied to, when you are being led around by the nose, when you're being told what to think and when you're being given the truth, the ultimate truth, that there is an us and a them, that there is a right and a wrong, that there is this definitive idea and good and bad shit. Let's just talk about how sweet that would be for a sec. Because if we rewind just a little bit to before your girl was dying, before we even found ourselves at that point on this sainted path, I definitely found myself in a headspace where I believed hardcore that there was a clear right and wrong, that the world was black and white. And someone argued with me and argued and argued and argued about how everything is made up of shades of gray. But uh, tell me this, my pals, what are shades of gray if not ultimately black and white mixed together in varying degrees? That's all I was saying. That was my point. It's a pretty limited focus, but it made the world easier at the time. Easy is not always right, but sometimes that's all you can handle. That's where you're at. And um, if you don't take the time to make yourself, not to make yourself uncomfortable, that also is an act of violence towards yourself. Don't poke and prod at things. Don't, you know, don't ceaselessly hyperanalyze. Don't call yourself names. Don't think about the things that you don't like. Don't think about the things that you've done wrong. Don't think about your failures. Don't beat yourself up about life. But take a second every now and then to be uncomfortable. And to feel uncomfortable and then rather than shying away from it to go, okay, well, why do I feel that way? What's making me feel that? Because then you get to put it down. That is a kindness to yourself. Not having to feel that shit anymore because you get to resolve the tension. Ultimately, we're all children. We're all idiot children walking around on this planet making these huge messes because all of us were wounded as children at some point. Some shit damaged us. And we carry that around with us. A lot of us do. A lot of us carry around all of these wounds in our lifetimes. Maybe not just as children. Let me stop being condescending and whatever. But like, if you don't deal with your trauma, maybe you don't have any trauma. If you don't learn how to communicate your feelings, if you don't learn how to feel your feelings, that energy constipates you. That energy builds up and it manifests itself in some whack-ass bullshit. And the whole point of this beautiful life is not to live with any whack-ass bullshit. So that's where being kind comes in. So here I am this week. I don't know where we are in this story. I'm just going to keep jumping around. And if you follow along with me, kudos to you. If I follow along with me, better for everyone. I'm having coffee. And I'm having coffee with someone, I've mentioned this already, who... who I guess this is last week. Jesus Christ, you guys, where are we? Anyway, who tears themselves down before they can say anything at all. And who assures me that this is a surefire way to avoid ridicule. That if they get to it first, nobody else can mock them for it, and thus they won't feel bad. Why are we all so afraid of having been made fun of as children? I can say that comfortably and safely as someone who was a huge bully and was a giant jackass. Like an asshole for most of my life. I acknowledge it. This is my burden that I am trying to relieve myself of. I sucked. Alright? So yeah, I can say that. Like, wah. <laughs> Your feelings were hurt. That's the asshole that I am. I have had hurt feelings for as long as I can remember. I am stupidly sensitive. 
I always have been. So I've been learning to maybe be kind to myself. Maybe being so sensitive is an act of violence toward myself because I'm not just feeling my feelings. I am living my feelings. I am. It's not wall. It was, there was wallowing. We wallowed. I wallowed. Okay. Did that for a couple years. There was uh, self-pity for sure. There was lots of angst. There was uh, anger, unholy rage, fury. Uh, you know, we ran the gamut of negative emotions. We did it. We did it. Been there, done that. That shit burns. It hurts. It is a sad, atrocious, violent way to live. So what do we do now? Whew. We sit down and we have coffee. And we listen compassionately. When someone goes, yeah, I suck. We go, mm. why are you saying that though? Because of this, that, and the other. Well, sure, this, that, and the other. We're not denying this, that, and the other, but why do you suck? Why is that the answer? Why is that? Why are you saying that? If this, that, and the other are the problem, what do we do to solve for the problem? You don't suck. You suck if you sit there and tell me, I suck because of this, that, and the other. Like, you really did just sit there and tear yourself down and then give me a list of reasons why I should not be friends with you and I should not like you. And like I said, I am too old for some of this shit, so if you're telling me point blank that you suck, I'm gonna take it at face value. That's how that works. So why do we do these things to ourselves? That's not actually the question that I want to ask. The fact is we do these things to ourselves. We do. I do this shit. So. Nonviolence. Every time I have a negative thought, I, um, someone actually told me once we had a, a philosophical in-depth conversation about demons, about our personal demons, about hearing voices, about actually feeling like you are insane because you are hearing these voices, because these things are happening, because your faith is so rooted in the, the, I don't know, I don't want to call it superstitious because that seems to almost make it seem silly, but there's some weird shit that happens in the world. There are more things in heaven and earth. And we're having this conversation about voices. And I had never heard it phrased like that. I had never encountered anyone who experienced something like that to that degree and related it back to their faith, related it back to the surefire knowledge that there are demons in this world. But I recognize that language and I recognize those things because we're all ultimately connected. All of the stories that all of our religions and all of our, our forebearers past have been telling ever forever since the dawn of time are the same stories. My guys, all of this shit's rooted in the same stuff. That's why it's so important. Even if you don't believe it, you have to understand it. You have to understand what other people believe and the stories that they're telling about this world because you live in this world with them because it ultimately affects you. There are more people who do believe in something than those who don't. And if you don't understand either side, you're miscommunicating. This is where we start to get in trouble. When we understand that people are suffering, but we don't do anything about their suffering because we feel like it doesn't relate to us or there's no way for us to help them, there's a lot of fucked up miscommunication going on there. Because I am he as you... Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. My guys, you know all of this. It used to be so easy to get worked up like that. I haven't experienced that <laughs> in a long time. That was kind of neat. Y'all just got to share that together. It used to be the default setting, as a matter of fact, that was the way that I was always. You just went for it. Like, can't you tell? Don't you know yet? Aren't you listening? Aren't you paying attention? 
and it's really easy when you feel that way all the time to 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 fall into a funk. I feel like a lot of the time when people do beat themselves up and when they feel like oh I suck, and they say things like that and they they really live that. It's it's because life is rough. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard and it's hard to find kindness when it's a foreign concept. It's hard to be kind to yourself when you know you don't feel kindness anymore. What is it? What do you do with it? What's that even like? Maybe one of these days, my stream of consciousness will be so much more linear. Maybe it'll make a little bit more sense after I play you a song. Um, probably not, but that's what I'm going to do. Today is Tuesday where I'm at, and Tuesdays are a magical, special day for me because I decided so. Because that's a story I decided to start telling. Uh... I've been having a pretty good series of Tuesdays. They're my day off from my day job. I got band practice. And then there's all sorts of shenanigans that ensue. When you open yourself up to the world and you go looking for fun, you'll find it. This is what I'm learning, slowly but surely. So today's a Tuesday, and me and my pal Taylor Ruckel, your favorite rosy boys, got together and uh, recorded some real quick tunes. Being in this band is an act of kindness to myself. Uh, Taylor often shows me great kindness. The Ruckles show me great kindness. It is some of the truest, happiest, most beautiful love that I know. Getting up and going to band practice, playing some cover songs, messing around, talking about the Bible a little, having some coffee. That's it. And uh, when you do anything in this world, this is violence towards yourself. You, you judge how anything that you're doing is perceived. If I tell you I'm in a band, if that's a declaration that I make, that comes with baggage, that comes with judgments. People ask you follow-up questions and decide, much like anything else in life, what kind of value am I assigning to you based on the information that I have, based on my perception of what these things mean. If you tell people, this is a thing that I am doing, this is something I care about, this is where I put my energy, that's a statement that you're making. And we as humans make these statements. We're entitled to make these statements. These are how we define ourselves. These are parts of our identity. This is the name of the game, right? How we relate to each other, what we're doing here, what our purpose is, tra-la-la. So when I say I'm in a band, it's then really easy to compare yourself to your friends in bands, to other people in bands, to big bands, to the ideas that come attached with that. Well, what kind of band are we? What kind of money are we making? What are we doing? What kind of gigs are we playing? Where are we playing? Are we playing any gigs? What are our songs like? What do we sound like? Are we any good? Remember when I told you that I didn't sing or play any instruments? I didn't until I started this band. Uh, <laughs> once upon a time, I couldn't even do both of those things at the same time. And look where we are now. So as an act of kindness, I asked for help today. I asked my pal, Taylor Ruckle. I said, yo, bud, do you want to do this with me today? Do you want to just knock him out real quick so I can play him on my show? And my pal extended kindness to me and said, hell yeah. And so we went to band practice, which is a great place that I love to be. And we did what we love to do. And now I'd like to share that as an act of kindness to myself, because it's not anything more or less than what it is. It was an experience that we captured. There you go. We made some sounds. What are they worth? They're just sounds. And I'm going to put those sounds out. And there it is. Doesn't mean anything good or bad. Doesn't add up to anything. Doesn't have to be anything at all. You do it because that's what you're here to do. So I, uh, if I'm not terribly mistaken, I'm going to do this thing now. And uh, if I don't get my wires all crossed, then this is probably going to be a cover of an Oasis song. Because guess what? That's the thing that we do.
<laughs> it's the thing that I want to do, so I do it. So here we go. Take me to a place where you go, where nobody knows if it's night or day. Here's the problem with being the mouthpiece for something. If uh, we're all coming to each other and we're not communicating, and if we all have these ideas about what's going on, right? Instead of actually stopping and listening and trying to figure out between each other what's going on, then um, any information that I communicate I'm doing on behalf of a lot of people. Anytime you 
Well, I can't say that that's true, can I? I can't say that anytime you uh, you speak up for something you identify as, you're a voice piece for it, but that is the case a lot of the time in marginalized groups. You do find that that happens very often with people who understand oppression. And when you have to be the voice piece for that shit, it's daunting. And it's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit unjust, really, to, to assume, to presume that that is someone's... Anyway, that's the way it is, though. That's the way that it is. So if I say, hey, you know, actually, I, f I, I have a question about this wide-held belief, or uh, this is my experience. Here I am again being vague about it, because if you say something... And, uh, I don't know, actually, it doesn't really matter, does it? In the same way that it used to be a blessing and not a burden to feel passionately and to get worked up about something. See, this is cool. We're uncovering all of these things. We're, we're pulling at these threads together and I'm discovering all of these narratives that I've been telling myself that I didn't even fully understand and I haven't been fully paying attention to. And it's not comfortable and it's very, very indulgent to have a radio show where you do that. And I love it. <laughs> it's very ironic given how much I dislike performance art. But what is this if not? Well, rude. I was about to call myself performative. I'm not performing. I surely do not have the capacity to, to do this intentionally. I <laughs> you see, guys? It's really easy to work yourself up and to tear yourself down. It's really easy. We do it all the time. And then how do we bounce back from it? I know I'm not the only one that, um, that struggles to, to live the things that they believe. And I know I'm not the only one that has a hard time talking about it. Um, I, uh, I might've done something unkind. I wasn't, it's never intentional, is it? I mean, sometimes it is, I guess. But I pointed out to someone close to me, a fellow Muslim, a woman who, when she goes out into the world, does elect to wear a headscarf. She wears the hijab. She is hijabah. And I pointed out, not realizing that she didn't realize that people were really rude to her. I just made the observation casually, like, wow, we went into a store. I went up to the counter. The woman behind the counter was a chatty Kathy. And we was having a nice time. A quaint little conversation. Making small talk, which I don't even like to do. But there you go. It's an act of kindness. To exchange kindness. So there it is. And then my friend walks up to the counter. And this woman's entire demeanor changes. And she stops being kind. And she stops being chatty. And she starts being very curt. And she's being very rude, and I'm very offended, because I have seen this shift happen, like, night and day. Like, what the butts, lady? What's your, what's your damage, Heather? And it happened more than once. That day, it happened every time I went out with this person. In fact, I started to realize that people were really unkind to them. And I pointed it out, like, what is the deal are people seriously that rude? Like, I didn't even understand that people could be that prejudiced and bigoted and just rude. And the worst part, by far, is the fact that my friend did not understand what I was talking about. They did not understand the shift because they never saw the shift because they have always been treated that way because that is their version of reality always they're familiar with unkindness and with people being rude and with people exercising their prejudice that's normal i get some shit but not like that i get harassed but for being a lady more than anything 
not because of my skin color. People can't tell where the fuck I'm from. People just assume that I'm from wherever they are from so that they can start chatting me up. It's like, it's not the same thing. And it was an act of unkindness to have pointed it out to them. It really upset them. They were so bummed. Like, oh, I just thought that the world was like that. I just thought that people were mean, but they're just being mean to me. And it used to be that you could, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to move away from that a second. I want to talk about the unkindness of not being my whole self. And that thing that my friend said, like, oh, you're religious? It's entirely too easy to shy away from the responsibility of being a mouthpiece but you know if this is my ideal and if this is my idea of like what I'm going to be doing for the rest of forever I'm going to get up every day and think about the things that I have elected to think about through this perspective I'm going to get up and call myself Muslim if I'm praying and fasting and trying my honest best, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's, that's a commitment that you make. That's the whole point of faith. Nobody knows any of this shit for sure. We've made all of it up. Everything that has ever been done or has been said, every weird or not weird, totally mundane, whatever, all of it, every single last thing, we made it up. Do you realize that? Do you realize that they're all just the stories that we're telling? That we are filtering this reality through our perception and our perception by nature is limited. So we're making it up. And we have to try and relate it to each other to confer with each other whether or not it's all adding up. None of this shit adds up. (laughs) Because none of us are talking about it. And my not wanting to talk about it, my discomfort is a part of the problem. And not saying, oh, actually, uh, yes, culturally, a lot of Muslim countries are misogynist. And it is a problem. And it is backwards. And it is rough. But it is also my responsibility as a Muslim to tell you and to illustrate and to share and teach that it has nothing to do with Islam. That those are the choices of mankind. That those are things human beings are doing to each other, but it has nothing to do with this faith, with this way of life, with these ideas. We as people are miscommunicating a lot of this shit. And I'm upset about it every day of my life, and I struggle with it every day of my life. And I'm having difficulty talking about it. But that in and of itself is me not paying attention and not recognizing when I'm being unkind. That's me belittling myself and believing that I'm going to do some damage. And that I might say things that might cause a problem or that somebody might disagree with it, that might upset somebody or that somebody will upset me. It's really difficult to share your human experience when you are most familiar with people shitting on your human experience and that's another thing that we do when we miscommunicate so I went and had coffee with someone and I hoped like hell that I wasn't being unkind and being sanctimonious and I really really hoped that I was just going to go and maybe give this person the space to feel comfortable enough maybe just for a minute to stop dumping on themselves I would have liked, I would still like, I would love the space to be comfortable and to relax. My favorite human being, one of many, my top, my top five favorite human beings, my friend Fat D came and stayed with me while I was in the hospital. And I didn't even have the capacity at the time to be kind enough to just feel my feelings, to allow myself to cry 
I can't even be comfortable when I'm literally dying. That's a serious act of violence toward myself. So here I've been thinking about ahimsa and the space that I take up and the space that I allow myself and the things going on in my head and all the voices and which one rings the loudest and reminding myself that's you. Those are all your voices. Those are all stories that you are telling yourself. You are filtering information. Today I really tried to be kind to myself. I did something that I loved and I made an effort because I loved it and not because I needed it to mean anything or I needed it to measure up to anything. I just did it for the sake of doing it. I'm doing this damn radio show. I can't honestly tell you how I feel about it because I don't know, but it's something that I feel like I need to do, so I'm doing it. I tried to do a kind thing for a friend because it was their birthday. And in the process, I was late, and I may have made a small, slight, inconvenient little mess. Nothing serious. I left some milk out on the counter, but, like, the little things when you're so used to picking up on all the bullshit and beating yourself up about some bullshit, and when you're so used to people sharing their feelings with you and taking them personally and being hypersensitive when someone says, hey, that thing that you're doing is making me feel this way, and you take that shit personally your whole life, it is a neat little act of kindness to remind yourself to take a baby step. So that's what you're doing, is you're taking baby steps. It doesn't have to add up right now. You don't have to be good at it immediately. Just, it's just milk on the counter, dude. That wasn't an inconvenience. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's okay that you're stressing somebody out because that's just the way that it is. You're not doing it intentionally. You're doing everything in your power. Just let it go. Just take a baby step to the side. Keep on baby stepping. Here we are, pals. Baby stepping. Trying like hell to be kind to ourselves in the process of being kind to everyone else. someone was being condescending and said that I was a saint. Ha ha ha. And, um, that's hilarious. Like, honestly, I really fucking wish. Uh, don't think I'm kidding. Trevor is already drafting my letter of canis my, my petition, I should say, to be canonized once I have fallen down the stairs yet again. Like, don't even think. But there is not a part of me. But anyway, no, I don't think I'm a saint. I'm not trying to do anything but stop sucking. And someone laughed and went, huh, you're a saint. I would never spend my time like that. Like, why would you want to do that? You're just being nice for the sake of being nice. That's cool. You are a saint. No, I'm not. It's just a shitty, sad world. It's just a shitty, shitty place to be sometimes. And it doesn't cost you very much to sit with someone and have some coffee for a hot minute. Like, it really doesn't. What was I putting on hold? My laundry? I don't even have a place to put my laundry. I can sit with someone and have coffee. And then go home. And talk to all of my friends on the other end of the tin can, my silly little radio show. Those things are acts of kindness toward myself. I can try and connect to other human beings. That's all. Doesn't make me a saint, makes me a person. I am trying to connect. It's the name of the game, isn't it? And, uh, you know, it gets easier. <laughs> I do think I'm getting better at it. It is more rewarding. I do enjoy having random ass coffee dates with people for just because, just because I can. You learn so much about people. You learn so much about yourself. 
do you realize when you sit with someone who's way more uncomfortable than you actually are, um, it, it's, it, it does so much for you as a person to sit there and not to compare yourself, but to recognize like, oh, okay, that's a way to be. And when I carry those feelings around, that's a way that I might manifest them. I don't necessarily want to be like that. Okay, well, I can be bigger and brighter and bolder than I actually feel. And that's how you get people telling you shit, like you really have your life together. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I do. Maybe all of this effort is turning into something. It's shaping up to be a pretty good life. I feel really great about it, for being honest. It's hard as butts. But I don't know what any of it's worth. I don't know if it all measures up, but I tell you, it's very enjoyable to take baby steps and to be calm and to breathe when I feel anxious and start to panic about existence. It's a very enjoyable experience to actually appreciate clean air and being able to see the sky. It's cool to just be sometimes. Because I decided, because these are stories that I'm telling myself, because this is the way that I am painting the picture. I am taking in this information and as an act of ahimsa, as an act of nonviolence, I am trying to filter it peacefully. You don't go around telling kids that they're gonna get murdered all the time. You try and find a calmer, nicer way to prepare them for the world. To exercise compassion. We're all just lost little kids, I guess. We all just need to tell ourselves kinder stories. Don't lie to ourselves. This is not putting on rose-colored glasses from one rosy boy to all of our rosy fans out there. I'm only saying keep it copacetic. Find your equilibrium. Start by being nice to yourself. Start by being uncomfortable and being nice about how gross it feels, it's fine. We're all gonna make it after all. On that beautiful note, <laughs> I'm gonna go be kind to myself for a while. Gonna leave you with a rosy copacetic original. In case you get tired of me and we never hear from each other again, I really appreciate you having been here. Have a beautiful life. I wish nothing but the best for you, whomever you are. I truly mean that. Good afternoon, good evening. Here's the end of the sainted path. Good night. This sainted path I think I'm overweighting Couldn't say What I've waited for I don't know what I'm thinking I don't think That I dream at all oh, I Don't need to be So hard to for
center Walked backward to the finish line I've been in constant prayer For something else that beams this bright I don't need to be shown how I Just want the answers now I don't need to be This makes me queasy I've really had my fill of shame I'm bobbing and I'm weaving Trying to reshape this frame I keep being reminded I'm too old for this shit I don't need to be shown how I Just want the answers Things deep.